Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. This week, we are going to talk about willpower. Specifically, why you may be having a hard time using your willpower. I have this episode titled, Why Your Willpower Sucks. <laughs> it's a bit aggressive, right? That that has a bit of a bite to it. And I kept going back and forth between what do I want to call this thing? How can I word this thing as something that sounds kind, but also as it is, you know, our, our willpower and our relationship with our willpower tends to be strained. And so long story short, this is the best I came up with. But quite often, this is what it feels like. At least this is what it felt like to me personally for so long. It felt like I had willpower for a set amount of time. And then after that, everything just went to shit. And so I found myself repeating the same cycles, being able to white knuckle through things, grind out some changes, stick to plans, protocols, diets, my own bullshit, being able to do those things for a certain amount of time. But I always ended up hitting a wall. And I never understood why that was until I did a lot of research and started creating a lot of awareness around why my willpower sucked. And so if you have been struggling with staying on a path that you wish to be on, this episode is for you. First, we have to define what willpower is. Willpower, in short, is the ability to delay gratification, the ability to withhold something from yourself, often knowing that in that withholding, you will receive better. If you're a student of psychology, have taken any psychology course in the past, I am sure you have heard about the marshmallow test. If you have not, I will describe it very quickly. And if you have, give me 20 seconds. <laughs> Basically, the marshmallow test was as it sounds. They sat down children, young children, old enough to understand what they were doing, but under the age of, I, I want to say they only went up to like five or eight possibly. But anyway, they put a marshmallow in front of a child and they said, you have a choice. You can eat this marshmallow now or you can wait, and they said a period of time, only a few minutes, you can wait. And if you have not eaten the marshmallow when I return, you will have two marshmallows, which is by definition, delaying gratification to win a prize later. And so they did this test and a bunch of other hypothesis came from that test. Some have been disproven. Some have been shown to be kind of, you know, pushed by the researcher's own bias. But I still like to reference that test because it just really succinctly defines what willpower is. It is having something you want, but saying no to it because you know better is around the corner. There's a quote that you know, has been floating around for a while. I have no idea who said it originally, but it basically says, do not trade what you want in the moment for what you want later. I think I butchered that, but but you get the point. And so an example for me would be last night. I went to dinner with my husband, my parents, my children, and, you know, we got dessert to go. I'm a big fan of dessert almost every single night. I think it's wonderful. If you are somebody who binge eats, it's, it's a wonderful path to freedom. 
whole different episode, whole different subject. But anyway, my husband ordered me a peanut butter pie when I was in the bathroom. I wasn't intending on ordering dessert last night because I was really full when we left, but whatever, right? He, he ordered it for me. He knows my bullshit. So we drive home. There's the peanut butter pie. And by the time we get home, it is 7.30 and I was already feeling tired. I knew I wanted to be in bed by nine o'clock at the latest. And I also knew from past experience that if I have something really calorically dense, really fatty and filled with a lot of sugar, that is a recipe for bedtime disaster. That means my heart rate is going to be elevated. That means I'm not going to get the deep sleep that my body is accustomed to and my body likes to have. And it just basically means I'm going to have a, a shitty night's sleep. And that wasn't an option for me. And so while I really wanted that peanut butter pie, I knew that withholding it from myself and waiting to have it today when I can have it you know, a little earlier in the day and so it's not so tucked in tight to my bedtime, that is going to be more worth it. That is an example of willpower, withholding something, knowing that something better is around the corner. But where we get into the trouble with willpower is when we are relying on it permanently as a means for change. When we go into situations having, and we're going to talk about this, but having the environment and our social structure not set up to support the changes we're going to make, thinking that we will be able to just use our willpower, use our grit, and white knuckle through. That, it works for you know, a week, maybe two weeks, maybe three, maybe even four, but it is never going to work as a long-term solution. The reason I was able to use that little burst of willpower last night was because I had taken time in the past to create awareness. And that's the first thing we need to think about around you, your situation, and your willpower. Because trying to use willpower with no real knowledge of what your triggers are and what works for you is going to be fruitless. And so like many things that I suggest here, I suggest at first start with not trying to strengthen your willpower, but rather trying to gain awareness around when you feel like you have to use the most willpower. What are the situations you find yourself in really feeling like you're avoiding temptation? Basically, there's a piece of cake in front of you and you don't want to eat it for whatever reason. And so you're trying to like deal with it. This is going to be a sticky situation. And I have lots of conversations around what to do if you are somebody who binge eats or tends to overeat. This is a separate conversation than that, right? This is a completely different separate conversation. But the same protocol works. You need to pause and check in with yourself. What do I need? What am I feeling? How is this going to affect me right now? How is this going to affect me in the future, right? And so quite often, and that's where we get things wrong with willpower and with food, is we make decisions only thinking in a very black and white way of good or bad. I am being good by not having this pie. No, it has nothing to do with being good. I am being good to myself because I don't want a trash night's sleep because I have shit to do today, right? I had to wake up early. I had to record this podcast. I want to get to the gym. I have lots of work I want to get done. That is why I did not have the pie. It has nothing to do with being good calorically. It has everything to do with being good to my physical being and to my mental being. And so using that around your willpower and thinking about yourself situationally but also in the future allows you to kind of get out of a space where you need to use willpower at all and you can just make an informed decision. 
how is this going to affect me? And so the first part, basically, where I'm going with this is creating awareness, creating awareness around when you seem to need the most willpower and when you find yourself feeling like you've been unable to use it. Because here's the thing, our brains, we tend to think of ourselves. We talk a lot of shit to ourselves. We, we, you know, say bad things to ourselves. We say mean things to ourselves all the time. But on the opposite side, we tend to overestimate what our future self is going to want to do. That's why we always tell ourselves, I'll start on Monday. That's why we tell ourselves all through the holiday season, it's fine. Because come January, I'm getting my shit together. We overestimate what our future self is going to do. And we need to call our bullshit on that. Because the the truth is, the harsh truth is, if you are not willing to do it right now, you are not going to be willing to do it later. It's just, it is what it is. You have to make that choice. You cannot think, okay, well, future me is going to be able to deal with this temptation. Another example is, I, I we've talked a lot about drinking lately. This has been on my radar a lot lately, I think, because it's been discussed so much over on my TikTok. And it's coming up a lot in um, client sessions that I've had. And it's basically a knowing that drinking is not serving you in your life right now. And so what are you doing? You're going to the grocery store. You're buying your whatever, Trulies, High Noons. I don't even know what the fuck is popular right now. But you're buying them and you're thinking it's going to be fine because I'm I'm not. I am not drinking until the weekend. You're overestimating your ability to withhold that pleasure from yourself. And basically what you're doing in those types of situations is you're setting yourself up for failure. And that's not cool, right? You are making it harder on you tomorrow, you Monday, you Tuesday, you Wednesday. You are making it harder on yourself to say no. When a very simple solution in that would be, you know, okay, I'm just not going to get it right now because I know right now, me right now in this moment has already decided that drinking during the weekday is not serving me. I can stop my happy ass back at the store on Friday and grab it then. It is not telling yourself no forever. It is setting up your environment to make it easier for yourself in the future. I am not a fan of telling people to just try not to buy things in order to make it easier for themselves when it comes to food. I want to be very clear around that. But when it comes to alcohol and drugs, don't fucking buy it. <laughs> just just don't. There, there's no need. Those are two different things. We cannot compare that. That is apples and oranges. And so, you know, when it comes to food, if you find yourself regularly binging on, you've heard me talk about it, Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its were my thing. Saying I was just never going to buy Cheez-Its held power over Cheez-Its. So instead, what I needed to do was just eat the fucking Cheez-Its, be painfully aware of what was happening while I was eating the Cheez-Its, be incredibly mindful. And once you know, the Cheez-Its aren't as fucking good as I thought they were. Full disclosure, you will still always see me buying Jesus. I still eat them. I still love them, but I never binge on them because I made myself, I used awareness to create a willpower around that. Alcohol is different. Um, I'm getting off subject with that, but I just, I want to throw that in there, that these are two different things. With food and with binging, exposure works. It is not the same with drinking in moderation. There, you need to call your bullshit and just step away from that behavior. But anyway, back to environment why your willpower sucks. It's because your environment sucks. And I say that with love because I can, because I've said it to myself. (laughs) If you, and we're talking about food here, if you find yourself always struggling to eat what you have defined as a healthy diet for yourself, 
the first thing you need to do is look at your kitchen. How is your kitchen set up? Is it set up for your success or is it set up for your failure? If you find yourself regularly feeling like you are out of control with your diet, that means your your kitchen is set up for your failure, not for your success. And so the first step is, again, completely forgetting about willpower and cleaning your kitchen. Just cleaning your kitchen. I am not telling you to throw out every single piece of junk food, but I am telling you to look in your cupboards and ask, okay, do I really like eating this? Does this really bring me pleasure? Because it wasn't just Cheez-Its for me, friends. There was a thousand other bullshit junk foods in there that I ate that now I'm like, that's just not even worth it. Like Chips Ahoy versus a real chocolate chip cookie. Oreos, like things like this, things that we can buy at any period of time that we tend to binge on because we hold them in so much power, forgetting that these are literally three fucking dollars in any grocery store across America. They're not special, right? They're not reserved for special occasions. There's absolutely nothing special about them. There are knockoffs of them everywhere you go. And so looking at these foods with a honest and aware eye and saying, are these who I want to be? Are these something I want to continue to put in my body? Are these helping me in any way? And just be honest there and organize your kitchen in a way where those type of foods, the foods that you do not want to regularly be eating, are separate from the foods you want to be eating. And so you do not want to have your chocolate cake in front of your bowl of apples, right? Like it's common sense, but unfortunately we don't always consider the simple things like design when it comes to our willpower. So another big thing, make sure your refrigerator looks beautiful. Like I'm talking like MTV Cribs. I'm showing my age here, but MTV Cribs, beautiful. When you open up your fridge and it is just filled with shit, it's not going to make those vegetables in the crisper look appetizing. That's not going to at all. It, it's going to make your stomach go, mm, no, yeah, I'd rather not. But if you open up your fridge and it is just beautiful, clean, no crumbs, no shit like melted off onto the whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Everything is organized. All the foods that you want to be eating, and that's important, the foods that you want to be eating are in eye level. And so the proteins that you've cooked yourself for the week, they're right there. They're easy for you to grab. The vegetables that you have ready for yourself to go, they're right there. They're ready for you to grab. Your fruit, everything is right there. That makes it so much easier on yourself. Another thing is taking some time and just meal planning. I'm not saying to write down every single morsel of food that you're going to put in your mouth for the week. I think that's trash and that's going a bit too far. But for most people, especially if you, like myself, are in charge of providing your family meals for the night and you're working, you know, like we're in this season of, I, I'm sure you're very much like me. We, I have work and then my kids have practice and they're going to different, different places at night. And so dinner is kind of up in the air if I do not have it really pinned down on when we are going to eat and what we are going to eat. And so taking just five minutes on a Saturday or Sunday and just writing down a quick menu, okay, this is what we're having. So I know what we're having. My family knows what we're having. I can hold myself accountable to that so I feel good. Then when it comes time on 
you know, Monday night, okay, we're new to it. We're, we're in it. But Tuesday night, Wednesday night, when we're getting into like the week of practices and running all over, willpower is starting to get drained, then I'm not tempted to just say fuck it and order a pizza or to grab takeout on the way home because I can look at that menu and go, oh yeah, I'm I'm making tacos tonight. They take me five seconds to make. I can easily do that before practice and I can have them ready. So as soon as we're done with practice, all I have to do is throw them in the microwave and eat them. That is creating an environment that is in alignment with how you want to show up for yourself that takes willpower out of the equation because you want to make it so when you open up the fridge, the foods you want to eat are right there. You want to make it so you're not going to, if you have like a junk cupboard, a junk cabinet, you know, we all have those, right? Where all of our treats live, move them, just move it create a little disruption in there for you. So it's not such a habitual thing where you find yourself just going and opening that cabinet drawer. Moving that food to another location has a powerful impact because what it does is it stops that trigger. It'll stop you right there, which will allow you to create some awareness, will allow you to pause without you even have to think about it. You don't need to use your willpower there because you're going to a different place. There's a different pathway happening in your brain. You're not going to the same habitual spot And so again, that little change right there that has nothing to do with willpower actually has everything to do with willpower because you're making it easy on yourself. And so long story short, when it comes to what you are putting into your mouth, take some time and design your kitchen to make sure that you do not need to rely on willpower to make eating foods that you feel good about. Oh, make eating foods that you feel, sorry, I got distracted by my stomach growling, but make it so your kitchen is designed in a way that eating healthy as you have defined it for yourself, not anybody else, it is really, really important. Again, these are different episode topics that are overlying. I'm just talking about willpower here. So as you design healthy, make sure that is easy for you. Another willpower game changer is meditation. Meditation will completely change the way your brain works. Meditation will make it so you do not need to rely on willpower because that's the hat trick of this whole thing, right? Just like designing your kitchen, you want to make it so you do not need willpower. You make your kitchen beautiful, beautiful, beautiful and filled with nutritious, healthy, as defined by you, always that caveat there food so it is easy to eat in a way that is in alignment with how you want to eat and that is in alignment with your goals and how you want to feel in your body. You stop buying liquor, wine, white claws because you want to make it easy on yourself. Both of those things have nothing to do with willpower. It is setting up your environment to make it easy on yourself. That is what meditation will do. Meditation teaches you how to sit with your bullshit. (laughs) I joke all the time. I've been meditating for years and I suck at it. I fucking suck at it. And I still do it. I have had, you know, out of the thousands of times I've meditated, I've had a handful, literally, like my record is abysmal, but a handful of experiences where I'm like, oh, this is something is happening. I am, I am on some shit. I am changing realities. Like this is amazing. But most of the time, and when I say most, I literally, I mean it. I am talking like five times out of 4,000 times. It is, yeah, not a good record. Most of the time when I'm meditating, I am sitting there trying not to think about what I have to do today, what I have to cook today, what I have to email today, what I have to talk about today, to-do list, are my kids up, all those things. It's just thoughts running through my head. But 
I love meditation because after about six months of doing it routinely, in the whole time being frustrated that I wasn't doing it right, that nothing was changing, I wasn't learning, I wasn't meditating well, yada, 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 all that bullshit, I realized, oh my God, yes, I do suck at meditation, but you know what I no longer suck at? Listening to my bullshit. Because meditation teaches you to just be, to just observe without acting, without running off with those thoughts. Because while I'm having those thoughts, you know, sitting there in the morning thinking, oh, that was the dryer, that just beeped, I better go fold that laundry, I need to, did I pack their lunches, all that things, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. I'm not instantly getting up and doing those things, which is exactly what we want to do when we have the impulse to do something where we would need to rely upon our willpower. So when I get home, getting the kids' backpacks, I'm coming into school season, we start here on Wednesday. Well, actually, by the time this is released, it's already way into school, so don't mean to throw you off there. But anyway, I'm that's part of you know my pattern that I wanted to break a while back was like that habitual snacking that I did every single day in that post-school time rut basically that ended up fucking up my dinner, fucking up my routine, eating foods I didn't want to eat, yada, yada, yada. I was able to, because of meditation, just, okay, yeah, I do want to eat something like crunchy. I want to scroll on my phone right now. I want to disconnect from the reality of what is happening around me. Why is that? Meditation is what really helped me pause to create that awareness. And so if you feel like your willpower sucks, start creating some time to sit with yourself. Just sit with yourself. Do a meditation. There's a thousand different apps that you can get. I'm actually not a fan of any of them. I like to listen to solfeggio frequencies or hertz frequencies. Um, Google, Apple Music, all of them. You can, they're easy to find. But I like to listen to that and just let myself sit there and chill. Just chill. Of course, come up with a mantra, come up with a statement, come up with an affirmation. All those things are wonderful. All those things are yummy. They're all going to help you. But what will help you the most is just learning to sit with your head, learning to sit with the thoughts in your head. And when you are able to do that, you will find that the carryover to needing willpower starts to diminish because you're, instead of acting upon thoughts, you're just observing them. You're just paying attention to them. You are, and you know, if you've read my book, if you've done my program, if you've worked with me, you know how I feel about the power of the pause. Meditation allows you to make the pause a habit. And when the pause is a habit, your need for willpower will be gone. The secret to having better willpower is creating an environment and a headspace that makes you no longer need to use your willpower. That's the secret because willpower is a finite source. It is going to wear out. It is a gas tank that gets filled and refilled and then we start to suck it dry. How you keep your tank filled for longer is by making it so you don't need to use it, right? So you do not need to use it. Create an environment that is in alignment with how you want to live your life. It's the same thing. You want to go to gym in the morning? I have a thousand of these. Like get a hold of me. If you suck it and you want like a hack for certain situations, let me know because I got them. (laughs) I got them for you. You want to go to the gym in the morning? Do you have to sleep in your gym clothes? No, I don't know how people do that. I feel like that would be so horribly uncomfortable. But what you do do is you set your phone across the fucking room. 
So there is no snoozing. You have to get your ass out of bed and get that phone. And on your phone, you put a sticky note the night before about the person you want to be that morning. Just write something on yourself. Make it an affirmation. I am strong. I am disciplined. I am healthy. I am somebody who wakes up and takes full advantage of my morning. Let that thing be the first thing you see when you go over there to snooze your alarm. And guess what? No willpower needed. No willpower needed at all because that is going to snap you into it. And in those situations where you really do need the sleep, you'll be able to realize like, okay, yeah, I, I I do. And you'll be able to go back to bed without the guilt of, oh, I should be, like whatever. It will cause that awareness to happen. Again, don't buy the fucking, don't buy your alcohol. Just don't buy it. I'm not telling you not to drink it, but I'm telling you not to buy it during the week. Make it easy on yourself. Take yourself out of social situations for a bit. If you are always finding yourself overindulging when you go to your work's happy hour on Friday, don't go, right? Don't go. Don't let FOMO, fear of missing out, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, don't let FOMO ruin your life. And that's where you want to think about your future self. So, okay, yeah, you might miss the week's gossip. You might miss interacting with whatever. But how do you feel every Saturday morning when you work out, work out, wake up? That is what you want to go off of. And so if you feel like shit every single Saturday, stop relying on your willpower so you can white knuckle your way through not ordering another appetizer, not ordering another drink. And instead, just don't go. Make it easy on yourself so you do not need willpower at all. I'm going to tie this episode up here. Next week, we are going to talk about having a great day every single day. So these are definitely episodes that are in alignment with creating your reality, creating your future. But again, long story short with the willpower is you're not flawed. There's nothing wrong with you. You're relying too much on it. Make it so you don't have to rely on it. Change your environment. Remove yourself from social situations for a period of time if needed. It's the best thing you can do for yourself. Your people will get it. And if they don't get it, they're not your people. Whole different episode, but that is the truth. And meditate. Even if you're like me and you fucking suck at it because meditation will learn. It'll teach you how to sit with your thoughts, with your bullshit, with your triggers, with your habits, with your emotions, and just observe them and you will come to realize that they pass. So I hope this episode helped. If you have not, please take a minute to rate and review it and I will see you back next week.